Let God decide. Davy and I have been spending a month at the Ananda community near Assisi, Italy, where there is great reverence for St. Francis. Paramahansa Yogananda, too, honored him, calling him his patron saint. A few years after Ananda's arrival in Italy, word began to reach Swami Kriyananda, who was residing here at the time, that the Bishop of Assisi had been issuing warnings against us. Apparently, church authorities had come to consider our presence there a threat. Swami Kriyananda, being a very forthright person, decided to have a talk with him. In many ways, they turned out to be kindred souls, both of them highly intelligent, well-educated, and sincere in their spirituality. After spending some time discussing spiritual matters, Swamiji was about to take his leave. As he was at the door, the bishop said, I enjoyed our time together and really like you. Too bad you aren't a Christian. Swamiji, knowing that it would be useless to argue, replied with a twinkle in his eye, you say I'm not a Christian, and I say I am. Let's let Jesus decide. This thought, let's let God decide, should be like a mantra, a compass that guides our life. It is a shorthand way of saying, not my will, nor your will, but God's will. For devotees of this path, we might translate it as, what would Master do? Or, what does my own higher self advise for me? How many arguments could be avoided if we let this attitude guide us? Paramahansa Yogananda put it this way, quote, Learning to love our relatives is simply a training in stretching our consciousness. It is a preliminary practice in loving all others as we do our relations, whom we think of as our own. We have to learn to look on family and strangers alike, because all are God's children. He has given you certain family members with whom you are practicing stretching your consciousness. When the husband serves the wife and she serves him, each with the desire to see the other happy, Christ consciousness, God's loving cosmic intelligence that permeates every atom of creation, has begun to express itself through their consciousness. Whenever you do something for someone else without any selfish motive, you have stepped into the sphere of Christ consciousness. End quote. When we align our heart and mind with those of the stretched consciousness of a master, we have a pole star to guide us. If we could simply remember to ask the question, what do you advise? Most problems in life, and especially in relationships, could be avoided. Davy and I have recently finished a 10-class course, How to Develop Harmonious Relationships, in it, we explore all facets of relationships of every kind, personal and intimate ones, 
as well as others, such as friendships and those that are work-related. Ultimately, all relationships are an expression of the Christ consciousness. But the more we are caught up in desires, attachments, and ego, the more conflicts arise. Human emotions, especially negative ones, are a labyrinth with no exit. The only real solution is to rise above the limiting walls of ego into the free skies of higher consciousness. How? By remembering to ask God or a master, what do you advise here? Asking is one part of the picture. Listening for his response is the other part. God won't intrude on our free will, so we must first be truly ready to accept his advice. Then we must allow our minds and our emotions to become still. He loves us as his very own and is waiting for us to turn to him. When we do, he will answer us with a soft and loving whisper. The next time you are about to argue a point, follow Swami Kriyananda's model and say, perhaps with a twinkle in your eye, let's let God decide. In his all-embracing love, Nayaswami Jyotish. This is a very central and important practice. Master said that his highest prayer or one of his highest prayers was, I will reason, I will will, I will act, but guide thou my thought, reason, and act, my reason, will, and activity to the right path in everything. This surrendering or offering our individual and God-given free will to be guided by God or a master is extremely important because we are limited by our past tendencies, the limitations of how broad and expansive, or as Master put it charmingly, how stretched our consciousness is. Because we're limited by that, we can't see nearly the number of options we should be able to see, nor can we reason our way out of a situation, and certainly we cannot argue our way out of it. Arguments are really just a clash of will between you and another person or another group of people. So arguing is really not only not productive, it further ones, um, one might say, the opposite of stretching, it furthers one's contraction into ego consciousness. And the clashing of egos is the reason that we experience so much pain. So as I mentioned, Davy and I have done this quite long and quite thorough course on relationships. We hope that you'll be able to join us because we've put a lot of energy into it 
and many others in the community, especially our online with Ananda uh, group, have put a lot of energy into making this the very best course we can possibly do. And as you've experienced, as everyone has experienced, our relationships are extremely important to our happiness. Good, harmonious relationships are one of God's great blessings. And disharmonious or angry, negative relationships are one of the greatest causes of pain for, for people everywhere. So let's lift our consciousness up. Let's stretch it. Let's reach up and ask whenever we are in a quandary, Master, what would you do? And let's let God decide. God bless you.